quiet, please. Quiet, please. Our imagination is a very powerful tool. We can use it to create amazing experiences for those around us, or we can use it to generate chaos and havoc. Many are unaware of the strength of their imagination. Tonight, a young woman finds out just how formidable her ability to create can be. I imagine you'll enjoy this episode. Foley Mara Studios presents Quiet Please, which is written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. Quiet Please for tonight is called Below Fifth Avenue. Ah, you'll just have to excuse me, sudden sounds and things like that. I'm just so upset. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yes, yes, here I am. <laughs> Hello? She's not here. She... What? I say she's not here. <laughs> Me, I'm, 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 I'm her, I'm, uh, her, um, maid, servant. No. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not here. Uh, oh, oh, all right. All right, no, I will not have you come in here. I'm just in a tizzy. You can't come here. What? Hello? Hello? Ugh. Heck. I declare I'll never get adjusted. <laughs> Television, radar, wars, Russian Bolsheviks. People flying across the ocean every which way. Wasn't like that in my day. <laughs> my, I wish I had a bottle of beer. Oh, no, no. What am I saying? Uh, I never want to drink beer again. No, sir, it certainly wasn't like this in my day. There wasn't anybody flying every which way across the ocean in my day. Not till this young fellow did it. Well, sir, when I heard he was going to fly the ocean, I just said to myself, I am going out to Roosevelt Field to watch him take off. For after all, didn't he used to fly the, um, the mail right smack over our house in South Peak in Illinois practically every night? Oh, I just felt like an old friend. I simply had to see him take off. And so I went out to Roosevelt Field. And my, what a journey that was. <laughs> And of course, I got there a little too late, and all it was was a lot of greaseball mechanics standing around and shaking their head and feeling sorry for Lindy. Well, I had my revenge. Take it from me. I took a guy friend of mine to the fights at Yankee Stadium the next night. This Jack Sharkey or, uh, or George Sharkey or um, Tom Sharkey. Or, um, 
you know, whatever his name was, was fighting this big hooligan named Maloney. And the announcer stood up and said Lindy was way out over the ocean and we should pray for him. And and we all stood up and prayed. Even this Nevin darling that was with me. <laughs> no, I mean, his name was Darling. And you know what happened? That was the 20th day of May, 1927. And on the 21st, Charles Augustus Lindbergh landed at Le Bourget Field in Paris. <laughs> Wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> I sent him a cable, but I, I suppose he got so many cables. My, 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 my. It seems like just yesterday. Oh boy, does it. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Um. Where was I? Oh. Yes. After the fights. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny. I, I don't remember who won. <laughs> We came downtown on the subway, but then Darling wanted to ride on top of a bus. So we go off somewhere and got on top of a Fifth Avenue bus. And and he lived down in the village, um, Greenwich Village, you know. I went past his house yesterday. And it isn't there anymore. And there isn't any Nevin Darling in the phone book. So how can I find him? I ask you. Well, anyway, he wanted to walk. Ugh, these people that always want to walk. And I have a bunion as big as... <laughs> I always say there's nothing worse than a bunion. Well, so we got off at 14th Street and we paddled down to 5th Avenue. And when we got to 10th Street, there was a great big hole in the middle of the street. And Nevin looked at me and said one of those awful cliches people always say, you know. New York will be a nice town if they ever get it finished, won't it, Romney? I read The New Yorker too, darling. It wasn't The New Yorker. It was Literary Digest. Well, whatever it was, I read it. What do you suppose they dig those holes for? Somebody lost a dime, I suppose. Uh, that was in life last week. It was not. I made it up. Isn't it wonderful about Lindy? Everywhere you go, there's a hole in the street. Now that's a bright remark. What are they for, Romney? Really? It's all full of little men who live down there and they have to come up for air sometime. Really? Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> you're kidding. I am not. There's little green men down there and they eat the covering off the electric cables and that's what causes short circuits. What's a short circuit, Romney? And they bore holes in the pipes down there and cause water mains to bust and they just raise the dickens with things. And when they get mad, they blow the manhole covers off and cause all sorts of trouble. Really, Romney? You'll believe anything, won't you, darling? Well, you're so convincing, Romney. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little idiot, Nevin. I'm two inches taller than you are. 
Be still. Romney? What? Let's go look down there. Down where? The excavation. What for? I want to see what's down there. Pipes. I want to see. Well, go look, for heaven's sake. I'm afraid to. Jiminy Crickets. Come on. You don't have to drag me. I couldn't drag a great big horse like you. (laughs) Romney Greel, you can't talk to me like that. Go on. Look. Nothing but pipes. I said they were pipes, dear. And wires. Cables, we call them. Romney. What? Look. A ladder. Well... Let's climb down. Are you Dottie boy? I want to see what's down there. Well, I don't. Romney, please. No. Please, Romney. No. Come on. Nevin, get away from that ladder. Come on, Romney. No, I'm scared. Oh, you... You... Us. Get your fingers out of the way. Look up, Romney. There's a, there's a loose rung in the... Romney, are you hurt? Uh, Now, how are you going to get out of here again? Hey, you. (gasps) Who's that? What are you doing down here in that hole? Uh, uh, what hole? What are you doing down there? I said. Why, um, uh, we were just (sighs) looking around. Well, you just wait till Van catches you. You wish you hadn't. Now see what you've done? Let's get out of here, Romney. How, fool? You can't get out. I saw you break that ladder. Sir, I am very sorry about the ladder. That lot of good that'll do you when Van sees it. Who's Van? (laughs) And who are you? Don't worry about me. I just work here. Excuse me, sir. I can't see you. (laughs) So dark down here. (laughs) Look down at your feet. Yeah, yeah. What what's going on here? Sir, I Why the fat man should be more careful. Here, give me a hand, miss. My, isn't he a whopper? Nevin, you get up! Oh, I, I thought I saw a little man. Whoa, he's still here, Romney. My throat, Nevin, my throat. <sighs> now perhaps you will believe me when I make a statement, Mr. Darling. You said, you, you, you said... Did she tell you about the little men, young man? I was just joking, sir. I made up a fantastic story about little men. Mm-hmm. It, it was made up out of whole cloth, sir, I assure you. A likely story. Sir? A likely story. We shall have to go into this. Romney? Uh, Look at the little man. Why? What about him, mister? Well, he's even covering up the cable. Well, after all, buddy, it's time for his midnight lunch, isn't it? I give you my solemn affidavit. That's what he was doing. It isn't bad enough to climb down into a hole in Fifth Avenue at midnight now! 
we have to find a little man. And the little man has to eat cables yet. I remember I thought to myself, golly, I thought it is a good thing. I didn't tell Nevin they eat people. Uh Little Dickens would probably have been asking for mustard to put on the back of my neck. (laughs) I tell you, it was just the most fantastic thing I've ever experienced. And I remember it just like yesterday. But you haven't heard anything yet. For the first time in his life, that darling man was speechless. I could have knocked his eyes off with a stick. If I'd had a stick. He didn't say a word till the little man took one last bite of the nice lead and came over and grabbed him and walked right up the side of the excavation with him over his shoulder. I could hear him hooting and hollering all the way down Fifth Avenue, and the little man came scooting down and grinned at this Van fellow. He won't come back, Van. Uh, Maybe he won't, but we better move the hole. Better do which? Move the hole. Where to, Van? Uh... Make it the corner of Vanderbilt Avenue and 42nd. Vanderbilt and 42nd? Right by Grand Central? Oh, goody. Hey, and watch that turn at 42nd Street. It's tricky. Oh, sure, Van. 42nd and Vanderbilt. And make it snappy. And I tell you now, I looked up and I saw the buildings on Fifth Avenue sliding by the top of the hole. And pretty soon the streetcar tracks at 14th Street went overhead and we picked up speed and the hole was just whizzing up Fifth Avenue. Me, I just sweat bullets. (sighs) Bail out. How could I bail out? We were going 40 miles an hour and the thing was 15 feet deep if it was an inch. And besides, this van fellow had me by the wrist and I couldn't wiggle. I'm not going to answer it. I simply will not answer it. I won't. I won't. I know who it is. Oh, well, for goodness sakes. I said, you cannot come here. Van, listen to me. What? No, Van. Yes, Van. No, Van. I will not. No! Now you stop calling me, Van. Goodbye! Yes, that was the same Van. I will not see him. Where was I? Um... Oh, uh, so we parked the hole right at the busiest spot at Vanderbilt and 42nd and the front end of a taxi cab fell in the hole and we had to move it. And then I said, well, I guess I'll be going because I was scared green. You see, nothing like this had ever happened to me and I had about all I wanted, (laughs) but this van wouldn't hear of it. 
Now, lady, we're gonna find out how you know so much about our business. Mister, honestly, I don't know anything about your business. I just made it up. Really, I, I have a very active imagination. Yes, you have that. You imagined the little man eating lead off the cables. Uh, yes. Funny, they never ate it before. Hey. <laughs> you heard what I said. What else did you imagine? Uh, nothing. Well, imagine something. What? Anything. I want to try an experiment. Uh, um, well, uh, should I imagine that these little men haven't got any names? <laughs> That's awfully easy. Let's see. Hey, you, what's your name? Me? <laughs> I haven't got any name. You're Melvin. I am not. I haven't got any name. Well, well. Imagine something else, Miss, uh... Uh, uh Greel. Romney Greel. Uh, I, I am a sign painter by profession. Imagine something else, Miss Greel. <sighs> well, um... Uh, I imagine everybody who comes down in this place is turned into a little man. Hmm. <laughs> is that so? Go on, Miss Greel. And I had a sudden inspiration. Aha! I, I said to myself, aha! And then I spoke out loud. I imagine I'm out of this hole and down at 10th Street and 5th Avenue again and whoosh, zip, bang, bounce! I am staring at the church at the corner and there isn't a sign of a hole in miles. You know what I said? I said, wow. Wowie, I said. And I started across the street and fell flat on my face. Why? I tripped over my pants legs. And I heard a loud shriek. And there's a policeman galloping up the street away from me and turning his head over his shoulder with his eyes bugging out and yelling, bloody murder. Well, I said, for goodness sakes, and I, I tried to get up. Tried. Darn near fractured my patella. Why? My dress was too big for me. My dress was way too big for me. And I knew why the policeman ran away. I was a little man. I was two feet high. I'd imagined one too many things. What was I to do? Goodness, I couldn't go home this way. It was all I could do to crawl. And then I had a brilliant idea. I slithered out to the middle of the street and I sat down surrounded by my clothes and I said in a loud voice, I imagine that hole is right back where it started. And there was a noise and I looked and here she came. A row of red lights roaring down the street 40 miles an hour and the hole pulled up right there at my feet and stopped. And there was this van sitting on the edge and grinning like an ape drinking a bottle of beer. Nice imagining, Romney. Have a drink? 
well, this was prohibition, remember, and a bottle of beer was a bottle of beer. So I had one with Van, and pretty soon I felt better. (laughs) So we went below and had a very nice sociable session, Van and I. You know, Romney, you could be very valuable to me in my business. <laughs> well, uh, sign painting isn't really so ludicrous. I mean, I mean, lucrative. <laughs> um, inform me of your proposition. Have another beer. I don't mind if I do. This is very delicious beer. Make it yourself. The little men make it. Convenient. Con- uh, convenient. I mean, could you tell me something about your work, Van, old boy? Well, let me see. We have the water main department. Water main? They're in charge of breaking the pipes that carry water to the houses in Manhattan. Why don't you have a department that attaches the water pipes to the gas pipes, old boy? Excellent. Now you see how valuable you could be to me? (laughs) It's nothing. (laughs) Go on. And the telephone division? Yes, Melvin. My name's not Melvin. Look, Van, we just got the Chelsea Exchange hooked up at Eastern Pennsylvania. They won't get that unscrewed till day after tomorrow. Ah, fine, Melvin. Don't call me Melvin! I imagine they'll get it fixed before that, Van. You know, the telephone repairman. Darn you. Now look what you've done. Now we've got to do all the work over again. What? You and your imagining... Make her stop, Van. Romney... Don't imagine anything till I tell you. Ugh, all right. Go ahead, Melvin. And get those manholes blown up there in the Bronx. (sighs) All right, but you leave us alone. Now. I want to hear more about this work, Van. Well, our principle is digging holes. You see, I was elected commissioner of annoyance and inconvenience on a platform of more holes for Manhattan. But to tell you the truth, I haven't been able to get them. We have to keep moving holes all over town, and they're just getting in pretty bad shape. Just as we've got traffic really snarled up, one of the little men reports a new place where everything's going smoothly, and we have to move a hole. We're just worn out. Hmm. I imagine in another 10, 20 years... Yes? Yes? What, Romney? Why, I imagine you'll have millions of holes. You'll have so many that you can leave them standing for months. Think of that. Oh, thank you, Romney. Millions of holes? Oh, I can see Madison Avenue dug up for blocks and just staying that way for months and months. Oh, man. I imagine that's the way it'll be. Oh, thank you, Romney. (sighs) Don't mention it. You're hired. I'd like another pleer, bees. A what? I said a plea, beers. Oh, Sure, here. Thanks. <gasps> hey, I have an idea. What? Let's put a hole right at each end of the Brooklyn Bridge. Oh, that'd be fine, Romney, but I haven't gotten any spare ones. I imagine we could find a couple. Hello. You can thank Romney for that, Melvin. Don't call me Melvin. Well, Romney, you really are hired. This is... Romney! Bad. Romney! Romney! Grill! It's Nevin! Hello, 
Oh, I don't imagine you will. Hey, oh, all right. I won't. <laughs> I'm going to stay here, Nevin. You come with me. Nope. Romney, I love you. <laughs> Nonsense. That's right. Nonsense. I'll come down there after you. Ugh, I imagine you'll go home and go to sleep. Well, good night, Romney. Ah, can you beat that? He went away. Sure. <laughs> Got any more beer? Millions. Say, what do you think will become of that boy? Ah, don't worry. I imagine I'll see him in 20 years or so. Beer? Thanks. <laughs> hey, say, can, can I blow up a manhole? Sure. Where? In front of the office where I work. Where I worked. Broadway and 8th. Sure. Press this button. No, this one. This one? Yep. Okay. Van. Hey, little man. Um, Van, I pressed the wrong button. Gosh, it's dark in here. <laughs> well, <laughs> that beer made me sleepy. <laughs> I'll take a nap and then I'll look for him. Imagine I can get a good long sleep. Well, I can assure you I got a good long sleep all right. Gracious, when I woke up it was dark as pitch or whatever it is. And you know what? That scoundrel had moved the hole and there I was, coming to somewhere down below Fifth Avenue and no way to get out. Well, did I have a tizzy? And I was so hungry, and that beer. What a hangover. Well, I stood it as long as I could, and if I could have found that van, I'd had shaken him till his teeth rattled. There wasn't a sound. I was all alone. Well, I, I tell you, I was starving. And finally, I found the telephone cable, and I tore it down, and I ate about two yards of it, and I felt better. So I slept a little again, and I was awaked, so help me, by somebody hammering over my head. And well, to make a long story short, it was the telephone company. They'd come down to fix the cable I'd eaten, you see. So I got out. Ooh, I was a sight, but apparently I had imagined in my sleep that I was my right size again, so I wasn't troubled by that. 
and I climbed out of the hole. And I must say it wasn't as good a hole as we had when Van and the little men were there. And I came out and finally I found this place to live. And you know when it was I got out of that hole? Day before yesterday. 21 years after I blew it up. Accidentally. Of course. Yes, sir. Oh, there's Van. The dickens with him. Just as soon as he found I was out, he started pestering me. <laughs> I won't answer the door. So you can just knock till your knuckles bleed. <laughs> oh. Oh. For goodness sakes. Now listen, I... Good evening, ma'am. I'm introducing and offering for sale a new type of household. Romney? Nevin? Oh, Romney, I've been looking for you for 20 years. Hello, Nevin. Where have you been, Romney, darling? I, I've been away, dearest. Are you married? Oh, my, no. Romney, <laughs> it's still leap year. You have to marry me. Why? Why, Nevin? I imagine I'd like that. <laughs> Nevin, kiss me, dearest. Oh, how I love you. <laughs> Romney? Romney? Don't ever leave me again. Leave you? <laughs> I can just imagine me leaving you and going back with the fellow again. Oh, what am I saying? I heard you, Romney. I heard you imagining. Come along. Well, goodbye in heaven. Romney, who is this man? Come on, Romney. No, 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 no. Romney! Bring him along, Romney, if you want to. <laughs> I can just imagine him coming with me down to that place. Huh? Well, what are we waiting for, Romney? Come on, kids. We got a lot of work to do. Park Avenue's all torn up in Madison, and I've got my eye on a place at 10th Street and 5th Avenue where we started out, Romney. Come on, Nevin. Lead the way, Mr. Van Winkle. The title of tonight's Quiet Please story was Below Fifth Avenue. It was written by Willis Cooper and directed by Chuck and Megan Mara. Greel, the person who spoke to you, was played by Jenna Kersey. Rip Van Winkle was played by Adam Pilver. Uh oh, uh, Nevin was Brian Noble. And the little man was Justin Gaberski. This episode of Quiet Please was originally broadcast on May 31st, 1948 by the Mutual Broadcast System. This recreation of Quiet Please came to you from Los Angeles and is produced by Foley Mara Studios. And until next week at this time, I am quietly yours, Jenna Kersey. <laughs> <laughs>